Hey, and welcome back to Sources and Sinks. Today, we're here to talk to Gian Chaudhry about how to teach security to developers. Gian is the founder and CEO of Contra Application Security Training. He has founded two startups in the developer security education space and believes that the future of security training is interactive. Today, we'll discuss his experience in security training and his experience of founding Contra to create a new type of security training. Welcome to this podcast. Can you start by introducing yourself? Sure, Vicky. So yeah, my name is Gyan. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Contra. We are an application security training company based mainly out of London, Ukraine, and we are registered in Singapore. So I guess officially Singapore. Before this, I was a CEO of a company called Code Bashing. We were the first company to bring interactive AppSec training to, to developers and enterprise. Before that, I had a few senior roles in investment banking and uh, financial services for AppSec, looking after software, secure software development, doing training, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so you've always been in the developer security education field? No, it's actually, it's a funny story. So my last real job was uh, with the Royal Bank of Scotland. So I was looking there after 5,000 developers and their sort of training needs and rolling out SaaS products. And I think developers are the most hardest customers to please. And back then, this is, I'm talking about 2013, 2014, the kind of solutions there were for training were mostly based on video. And the only thing that came closest to secure development through interactivity was uh, OWASP, WebGoat, and I think it was uh, HackMe Bank. These were these two apps. And again, the, the challenge was, it was quite hard to roll those kind of systems out. But there was a company called Code Academy back then. It still exists, but I thought, I like that idea. Why not marry that with the AppSec education? So build a product there and, and it was more of a side project. Launched that on Reddit. It, it took off really. And within a week, we, we had the CISO of, of Microsoft emailing us and wanting to do a pilot. So it was, it was quite a viral traction of the product. And that's how I really got started in, in the whole AppSec entrepreneur kind of thing and, and doing startups in, in that space. That's really interesting. And what did you say was the developer training solutions before you got started in this field as an AppSec engineer? So there were two sort of the traditional ways of training was either you had someone in person come in and, and these were generally folks from OWASP or you had professionals who, who did the whole training circuit at Black Hat, DEF CON, and it wasn't really scalable. You, you had to really organize lots of meeting rooms if you wanted to pull that training off. And it, it became quite difficult to justify to managers because they wanted their developers to get back to work and you couldn't just afford, especially for large companies or even medium-sized companies, you can't have developers just off for two days. The other alternative was you did video training. So companies like SANS were doing offering trainings through video. There was other few companies in, in, in the US and Canada specializing in, in this sort of thing. So yeah, they, they were great. They were great medium for their time. But it, I, I, I think developers were pushing back quite a lot. And I worked in a few companies before starting code bashing my last startup and, and Contra now. We tried a few of these solutions and they, they all basically ended up, developers just ended up hating these training styles. So yeah, you know, that's that sort of frustration was how we thought, you know, rather I thought how to go about fixing it would be getting interactive training through, through, through code bashing, really. 
Then you said that you modeled contrast training after Code Academy. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that. Yeah. So I think Code Academy was the first company to to allow to teach developers how to code within a browser, and that model was quite unique because again, you had to install a compiler and install Linux or download Visual Studio, whatever stack you're trying to code. And then there was a lot of like upfront work needed to just even to write a hello world program. And, and I think Code Academy's idea of putting everything through the browser was quite unique. And I remember it was, I think on Hacker News, they, they posted their proof of concept and it really was quite magical back in 2014 to see something like this. So my idea really was, why can't we do this for AppSec training? There is, rather than showing videos and passively watching these kind of videos, why not let someone, let a developer sit in the shoes of a hacker, look at a real vulnerable app or a simulated one, show them some source code, you know, to see how the input that they enter in an app, how it flows in the backend and give them a more realistic feel of how things are. And that way they would be able to learn more. It'll, I, I guess the learning would stick more. Mm-hmm. So you're basically letting the developer simulate the the path of an attacker. Is that Yes. Yes. So our, so the traditional AppSec training, both in video format was you'd be shown, there'd be a few voiceovers and then they would show the trainer would talk about a code snippet and show where the issue is. And that is quite a passive form of learning. So when you do it more in, in the way Contra does it, we first of all start by setting the scene, showing a, a real vulnerability. And I think developers are not really that bothered about the, the issue at a code level. Obviously, the code security is important, but they're more curious about how an attacker would even right from how they would discover a, a bug mm-hmm. all the way to exploitation and then talk about the, the, the source code and the vulnerability in the source. So that model gives them a full end-to-end spectrum of how the, the issue was discovered, how it was exploited, what is the outcome of that exploitation, and then talk about the code and then the fix. So that storyline, that narrative it's what really we felt and we saw firsthand that sort of resonated a lot with with developers. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the feedback that you've gotten from developers? We've had a pretty much last week, we had a, a large insurance company, a Fortune 500 insurance company in, in the US. Their CISO called for just, it was a renewal conversation, to be honest with you. And the first thing uh, you know he said was that it's something that generally AppSec training can be very cringy and, and the experiences from developers is not nice. But for the first time, he heard from a lot of his developers that this was not just interesting, but they, they wanted to actually buy a few tools after learning about AppSec through Contra, things like getting budgets for bug bounty programs. We have some of our training covers things like Shodan, which is a search engine to identify you know, assets on the internet. So some developers actually were reaching out to their security teams to buy a Shodan license. So it's quite interesting to see. It's, it's not just uh, learning things, but also proactively then, then checking back and, and wanting to buy these solutions. So yeah, th- this is lots of positive feedback, mainly on the medium, mainly on how the, the UI looks. It's very smooth. It's very quick. It's not really a passive two or three hour. You sit down and just keep watching. So all those things make a difference. And we hear that all the time. That, that's what the main, mainly I would say they love the medium of the platform. 
the interactivity of yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. And you mentioned that you offered some training on Shodan. That's very interesting because yeah. very far away, I think, from what most developers have are exposed to in terms of infosec, right? Yeah, yeah. For the, the again, the developers are. I think the uh, the biggest problem is that when anyone gets caught out, if you are if you are you're doing your day job and some you get a penetration test report land at your desk and someone found a found a AWS instance running and for a developer it's quite strange that forget how you hacked it how did you even discover this asset in the first place mm-hmm. and showing them gives them that appreciation that okay it's not black magic we now get it that people do use these kind of uh, websites to crawl and probe and go through data and and find out and identify assets of a company. So yeah, it, it just completes the circle of, of discovery and how they go about exploiting it. This way I, I can like totally see how Contra can be used to train red teamers as well, not just developers. Sure. Yeah. I, I guess that's why the tweet yesterday from Stock, I, I, we were not expecting bug bounty influencers to talk about it. So it was quite, I guess we, we need to somehow explore that, that uh, avenue as well of how to, a lot of our customers are obviously large companies who need to train the developers, but we do get a lot of incoming requests for using the platform from bug bounty hunters. And we, we are seeing quite interesting use cases of our solution, which we are trying to explore, but, but yeah, definitely we bug bounty hunters and security researchers are, I would say, a very common target who come to us for getting access to our system. I think a lot, a big issue with people learning to do bug bounties and just students learning how to do offensive security in general is that there are no hands-on opportunity for them to try out any of the concepts that they learn. If you learn how to, what an XSS is, you don't have a system to actually test any of the payloads out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There, I think there's now slowly we're seeing a few, I think Port Swigger, the guys who, who do the make burp, developer of burp proxy, they have a few war games, a few CTF companies are coming about. But yeah, it's still, I would say that initial handholding is what's needed. And once you, you understand the few basics, it's, you can really, the learning is exponential. It's much quicker to grasp these concepts. And I think in a way, Contra is ideal in that situation because it simulates the actual environment that you will be working in. Unlike, for instance, CTF challenges or traditional war games, it actually shows you what the vulnerability might look like in real life. Exactly. I think the, one of the problems with CTFs is that they're, that they're great for people passionate about security. And they are, the problem is they're slightly too hypothetical. And those kind of attacks where you need to find a flag, they might resonate with people who like breaking things, but they don't show the business impact, which is crucial. So we come across so many vulnerabilities that although they exist, there isn't any business impact associated with them because they're either not exploitable or if they are, the, the scenarios are so limited that it, it really does not justify showing that example. And that's what I think our training, what it does is that it not only talks about the security issue at a theory level, but it shows a practical way of how it can be used to attack a system and compromise its security. So it's both those things which we need in order to, it's not just the uh, how, but is it really a case of can this really be exploited in a more business context? So we try to cover those areas. And I think CTFs generally are more about just the technique. And that I think it's not something that most developers would find that appealing. 
Can you give me an example of the non-exploitable issues that you've come across? Yeah, so things like SSRF, like there are certain SSRFs that 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 can connect to a port, but you can't see the results of it. The only thing you can show is that okay, I made a port connection on Netcat, but is it really of any value? No. Let's say you find an SSRF in an application in AWS. I would say fifty percent of the times, you an attacker can't really extract the instance metadata because the developer has been careful to to not uh, return the error message or through which the attacker can read it. So these kind of half exploitable scenarios is something that that developers will not take seriously. So you need to really show them that it's not just the bug, but also show the scenario in which these are successful. And it's that combination of instilling a a positive fear, a, a positive way of showing that this is exploitable and this is how it can be done. They like to see the whole attack path, and and that is what makes take makes them actually treat security as a serious topic and not something as a contrived example. I found a SQL injection in the login page. That's that just doesn't happen these days. So it's they want the realism, and it, we spend a lot of time looking at bug bounty reports, working with Shift Left, working with our other business partners. To, to really come up with the scenarios that are actually exploitable and then show those. And I, I guess you can, same goes for things like cross-site scripting. Most web tutorials you might find on cross-site scripting or, or exercises in, in real life, they'll just talk about you know, the attacker being able to execute JavaScript code and maybe show a pop-up of an alert or uh, the cookie itself. But the developer, again, doesn't know what that means, but you have to show now that you've been able to execute some JavaScript, let's set up an attack scenario. You have a Netcat listener. You make a fake web page where, where you somehow social, you use social engineering to let the user go there, run the web page, have the XSS executed, and then post a cookie back to the attacker. That that gives them the appreciation of how something as trivial as an XSS can again become a big issue. So it's going through that extra effort to to show the the full compromise where I think developers really enjoy and the learning sticks. And I think most training on the internet right now, like you said, is very simplistic. Like when I was learning how to do a lot of the web penetration testing stuff, sure, a lot of the times I couldn't find the more advanced tutorials. For instance, sure. what do I do after I actually pop the alert box? Absolutely, yeah. Even uh, these days, again, there's a, we are exploring this one option and it's not something we are planning to do this year, but we've built a tool which lets us create content without having to write any code. It's what actually differentiates us from everyone else. If you look at AppSec training, interactive AppSec training, it's very hard to create new content and the reason for that is you think of interactive training like a video game. It, it takes a couple of years to build a, a good video game, but it takes only an hour or so to play it and, and that then what? The way you, so what we've done is we've been able to scale our content development quite easily, which is why we can happily give our educational content for free is because the cost for us to create new content is very low and, and that helps us create new content. So that tool is what we are planning to use for a lot of bug bounties these days. There are a lot of people writing detailed notes on how they exploited a bug. You'll see them on HackerOne. You'll have to really go and learn. If you want to really learn these kind of concepts, you have to go through these HackerOne reports 
on Hacktivity or whatever. So our plan is to offer a tool on the internet where you can, as a bug bounty hunter, you can log in and you can create uh, your own content based on the bug that you found. And rather than giving them a write-up in English, you can just show this example and share it with the company. So the company can reproduce the bug more easily. What makes the content process so fast for Contra? I would say we, having built a previous startup similar to Contra, the, the biggest challenge is you need, unlike video training, where you just record a new video and record an audio and, and talk about a new security issue, interactive content requires you to really code an exercise. So you're right talking about someone who's going to storyboard. First of all, you need a researcher to come up with an idea then you need someone to storyboard it. So we'll have a pedagogy consultant to, to come up with the whole story of Alice and Bob, use these characters. Finally, you need a designer to take all these ideas that, that you've been discussing and, and bring it to life by, by designing a UI, a UX. And then generally designers are not developers. So you need a JavaScript developer or a front-end, back-end developer to code this exercise. So the whole thing, plus including QA time, you're talking about, two to three weeks to just create one exercise. So we knew this early on and we decided to do things differently. And we made my CTO, Dimitri. It's basically him who's really built the whole platform. And we, we coded a solution whereby it's, it's a course authoring tool. And that lets us drag and drop, create steps, create fake apps, show code windows and proxy widgets. All this stuff can be 90% automatable. And that is what and how we both develop content internally and also use the same solution to, to scale our content by consuming new blogs, write-ups, and just being able to create this much dynamically. So we are talking about a turnaround of a couple of days to create a full-blown exercise as opposed to a month, which is quite normal if you are you know, researching and developing something from scratch. So now when you are developing an exercise, you basically focus on the logic of the vulnerability instead of exactly. you know, the interface. Right? Exactly, exactly. And what kind of vulnerabilities do you currently offer training on and how do you prioritize those? So we are using the you know the stand OWASP standard mainly for making all our exercises. But our goal is that most of our consumers are buying training, obviously for PCI compliance, regulatory compliance assessments. So we, we have to cater to them, and our focus is on OWASP. But once we develop our, our base module, so right now we offer OWASP web, OWASP API, front end courses. We are right now launching a, a very big. So we're talking about 50 exercises launched in a few weeks from now. That will cover pretty much everything there is to be covered from a cloud security perspective. So it'll be the first course of its kind to, to really address things that can go wrong in the cloud. And once we do this, our general model is to research bugs on a constant basis, look at bug bounty reports, interesting attacks, and then try to replicate those in our platform. So it's our core focus is on OWASP. But once we all obviously look at other areas which are not OWASP, things like SANS, top 25, those kind of categories of bugs. And I imagine like with your quick turnaround time now, you could also realistically offer trainings on a lot of the new CVEs that are coming out. Yeah, so our, we are right now just, we, we are not 
trying to run fast here. We we have all the time to because of the kind of tools that we have at our disposal and and the proprietary software that we have built for us. It's very easy to to replicate new attacks. Our right now goal is to really first of all democratize and make a lot of the training that we offer paid training for free. And the idea there is really people should not be really paying for basic training and what our goal is to get all these base vulnerabilities out for free and then work towards which we are which we've already done now with 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 a new course that we're going to be offering going to the more complex attacks things like AWS Azure Google Cloud which are more proprietary and based on certain techniques and yeah the new attacks that are coming so we did there was a famous capital one breach we tried to simulate that with there are few now uh, recently i think a company uh, a, a devops company got uh, compromised we are, we we try to showcase how they develop how the attacker discovered the the exploit and escalated the privileges so those kind of interesting scenarios is something we're going to build later on but right now our, our focus really is to just release most of the basic stuff uh, online and then go on to the more advanced uh, attacks mm-hmm. our next aim really is after our web and all the mobile stuff that we're building out right now we are looking at developing a lot of cc based attacks we we already have a library but we are looking at building out things for iot which is going to be quite interesting uh, a lot of uh, we we have a lot of customers uh, in the automobile space so they are requesting you know trainings on on the security bugs that can happen in embedded systems those sort of things so that's our our next focus area i would also say that we are looking at like i said we we don't want people to write bug reports we would rather have them show it so we are planning to open up our course authoring tool to to bug bounty researchers to to be able to write their exploits in a drag and drop way and share that with others our ultimate goal that that we have this is still some there's still some time to it is to really create uh, an online platform where uh, a free platform where users can come in and create their own exercises and share it with the community there are some challenges to that from how you educate and how you talk about issues but but the the goal would be a place where it would be more like a social platform where users can log in and create their own content and and share more like a more like a blog so to speak but an interactive blog that is super exciting i think one of the things that i really want to see personally is sure. those like famous really impactful vulnerabilities and i want to see it actually happen on my computer Yeah no you're right we we are you know we we've still not opened some of our we're planning to really create some extensions on our website through which people can submit a, a bug category and we can if enough people upvote it we can create a bug classification and create the exercise for free it's again these are all ideas that we are uh, slowly rolling out but yeah our plan is definitely once we cover all the base baseline trainings the the plan is to really go for those very interesting right from scanning to exploitation and how the privilege is being escalated all those details of of famous hacks we have a list of famous interesting vulnerabilities that we come across that come in the media but we we kept a list of those and the plan is to build those out later on in into a more bigger training things like threat modeling all these different areas we are right now actually looking at things like buffer flows and integer flows a lot of these um, you know 
trainings are, are quite hard to emulate in the browser. So we are actually working on something to do things like integer flows and file extensions and showing how someone, an attacker can modify a, a PDF or an Excel file, the headers, and then cause a buffer flow on the client side and the client itself. These are, we, we are developing certain widgets to, to let us do that more at more scalable. And then the plan is, Again, these are more, I won't, I won't say most of the developers would be interested in this kind of stuff, but we have certain customers who are mainly focused towards, especially banking customers who want uh, to see low-level attacks in, in CC plus applications and not just things like string copy or format string attacks, but really go into the exploitation and learn about it. So that's another area we're looking at. But I would say those are for us more of the complex non-web attacks that we do get requests quite a lot to to show them and replicate those vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. I'm super excited to see what Contra puts out in the future. Sure. Thank you for sharing your experience with me. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your time too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.